You're listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, episode 319. Hey there, you amazing human, and welcome to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, the podcast that is designed for female entrepreneurs who want to make more money in a way that is in alignment for them. If you're looking for practical advice, proven strategies, and expert insights to help you navigate the challenges of growing your business, then you've come to the right place. Welcome, my friend. I am your host, Angela Henderson, a proud Canadian living in beautiful Australia, and I'm a business coach, consultant, and strategist who has helped thousands of women around the world build successful businesses. Through solo episodes and interviews with successful business owners, industry experts, and thought leaders, you'll get insider insights into what it takes to succeed in today's digital age. Whether you're struggling to scale your business, looking for ways to boost your productivity, or seeking ways to overcome the challenges of being an entrepreneur, this show has everything you need to succeed and more. So subscribe, pop your headphones on, and get ready to creating the business and life you deserve today by allowing the Angela Henderson Online Business Show help you create a winning strategy, develop the right mindset, and build lasting wealth. Well, welcome back, you amazing human. Today on the podcast, we're taking a fresh and approachable angle tailor-made for newcomers to the SEO landscape. So whether you're a small business owner looking to boost your website's visibility, a content creator seeking a broader audience, or simply someone curious about the magic behind top search results, you are in the right place, my friend. So buckle up as we embark on a journey through the fascinating world of SEO, exploring the essential principles, demystifying complex terminology, and sharing practical tips and strategies that anyone can grasp regardless of their technical background. Get ready to unlock the power of SEO in a super simple way. Now, let's get into this awesome episode with Michelle joining us all the way from France. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to have you here, as I am with all my guests, uh, because today we're going to be chatting about getting started with Simple SEO, a beginner's guide, and I cannot wait to talk about this. SEO is one of my favorite marketing strategies. In fact, SEO and traffic to my website makes up 40% of the traffic each and every month, and it is such a beautiful way to get new leads, new eyeballs on your content, even if they're not ready to buy. So if you aren't familiar with SEO and how this can help grow your business, I strongly encourage you to stick around because it's going to be an amazing episode. But before we start on today's topic around SEO, I always like to ask my guests a fun question so they can get to know you a little better. better. So my fun question for you, Michelle, is I know you used to live in Australia, but you now live in France. So what do you love most about France? Oh my gosh. I mean, food? Is that Uh just like a really easy option? (laughs) I've got a sweet tooth and there's a patisserie on every corner and that is just my happy place. Oh my goodness, how good. You know what I mean? There's no complaints anywhere. That is absolutely, do you know what I mean? Epic. Now, now that we know that you've got a sweet tooth, that you're in France and that patisseries all around are your go-to, the listeners today might not know exactly who you are or what you do. So in a simple nutshell, can you tell us what you do for business? Yeah, so I run an online shop. I have the Business Chic shop and I sell easy, simple resources for business owners to grow their business sustainably and in a way that's going to support them and their lives. I like to call myself a life-first business strategist and I'm really all about creating sustainable, human-focused strategies that are going to make your business actually enjoyable and help you actually fit your business around your real life. I have a lot of real life going on, and I really believe that you can do it all, just not all at once, and you need to do it in a way that's going to fit you as a human. 
I love this because I know we were recording on your podcast earlier and one of my key things is I just came back from my Bali retreat and I was I did a presentation around life first, business second. And we were talking about how you live and breathe kind of the same scenario. I think so much societal norms have been put on us. There's so much pressure that always going to be thinking about your business. You've got to have your business on. You've got to do this. But if you're a mom and then you've got some animals in there and you've got a partner in there, you might only have one of those or you might be single. doesn't freaking matter. The reality of it is, is you always need to be creating a life first, business second. Life is really so short. Any one of us can die to, right now at the drop of the hat. The ceiling could fall on me. We could get hit by a car. We could, in Australia, get bit by a snake, for Christ's sake. Do you know what I mean? Like, we could die at any particular stage. So the fact that you two hone in on this kind of message and these values around life first makes my heart sing because... If you're not creating a life first and your calendar is just jam-packed with shit that makes you unhappy, make some changes because life is truly short. So yeah, I know you and I could talk hours just on that topic, but today <laughs> we're talking about SEO, right? How to get started with simple SEO. So for those out there that might be listening, let's just start with the basics. I always like to start with the basics. What is SEO and why is it essential for anyone in the service-based online space to understand how it works? Yeah, so SEO acronym stands for search engine optimization. Search engines are anything where you can type in keywords and get results spat out to you. So that is obviously things like Google, but there's other search engines as well, like YouTube, Pinterest are the other two big ones, but more and more are other social media is also getting organized in a way that works with keywords as well. So it's kind of an underlying strategy that's going to work for you across platforms. So, oh, I was going to say, really, the the point of it is just to make it easier for people to find your stuff by using the right words. And for all businesses, that's a good thing because we want to get found to have people buy our stuff. 100%. And it's funny because so many people, when they first come into my ecosystem, they've got no clue what SEO is. And I'm like, but we use Google every single day. Most of us will use YouTube every single day. Gosh knows my kids know how to use YouTube, right? Or Pinterest or TikTok is actually moving in really strong with an SEO strategy too. But the average, I'm going to play, do you know what I mean? A little bit of like the average business owner with all the things that we're having to juggle and learn might not be super tech savvy, right? So how can the average non-techie service you know, business owner out there get started with SEO? Yeah. So I'm going to bet if you have a website, if you've got content out there, you're already doing quote unquote SEO without knowing it. Mm -hmm. Just by putting content out there on the internet, you're making it available for search engines to crawl. So you're doing something already. What we want to try and do, and I'm going to encourage you to do, is to be a little bit thoughtful and intentional with how you're structuring things and how you're putting things out there to improve your chances of being found higher up in the search engine ranks. So regardless of what you're putting out there, there's ways for you to optimize it. And I think the easiest one is to just make sure you flagged to Google if you're looking for Google search engine results, flag to them that you're doing this, that you have a website. Most people who create a website on something like Wix or Squarespace publish and then go on their merry ways. And there's one extra step that you need to do that won't require like really any tech, but you just need to submit it to Google Search Console. You can type in Google Search Console. It's a free service that Google's offering. And it basically just lets them know, hey, here's a website. You should start ranking for it if it's got any keywords that are relevant for people. That is like 
the dead simple thing you should start with because otherwise you're basically not letting Google know you exist. And Google is kind of like the home leader here, people, right? Yeah. Like it's like Google, Google, Google. You don't really hear much about Bing.com, do you know what I mean? Or Yahoo.com, maybe a little bit, but Google's kind of like the, you know, the front runner. So yeah. the other thing is, is we've got to play by Google's rules, right? You don't play by Google's rules, AKA letting them know that you've got a website. They can't help you, right? They, I generally believe Google's trying to help as many businesses as they can. Now, one of the things that you mentioned there, though, like a Wix platform, for example, versus a WordPress, there are a lot of different ways, Squarespace, that you can be building websites these days. However, not all websites, in my opinion, are created equal. All website platforms, I should say, are created equal. When it comes to SEO, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I think... There are platforms that are more optimized for SEO. They're trying very hard these days to improve everything across the board. Mm -hmm. I know Wix has been doing a lot of work recently on trying to really improve the way that they're structured. Mm -hmm. But anything that's going to give you that kind of drag and drop builder where it's easy for you to build it by design has more code in the actual website you're putting out there because you've got that drag and drop builder. And that makes it a little bit harder for websites to load. It makes them a little bit heavier, bigger as a piece of like information for the website to actually function. So anything that comes with an easy builder is going to be a little bit slower, a little bit more clunky in terms of SEO. So things like WordPress are kind of known to be the SEO king, queen, whatever, mm -hmm. um, because they come a little less with that drag and drop functionality and have a much leaner code base. The big trade-off I would say is they're a little less usable. So in terms of you as like a small business owner, as a solopreneur, as a service provider, I, I wouldn't sweat it too much about picking a platform for purely SEO reasons because a website that is published, A, and then B actually has content that's relevant on there that's been, you know, thoughtfully put together and submitted to Google and maybe has some keywords that you've researched is going to be far more effective than a website that you don't know how to operate that is on an SEO optimized platform. So I'd pick a platform you know how to use that you feel comfortable using. And then if and when you decide to really go for it and optimize your SEO game, you can always swap to a, you know, better strategic platform. Mm -hmm. But for most business owners at the beginning, I wouldn't stress too much about picking the quote unquote right platform, just something. And then doing the work to submit your website to Google Search Console, doing some keyword research, putting those keywords in the right places. That's going to be far more effective for you as a business than stressing too much about the tech stuff. Now, for the business owner out there, that's like, okay, great. I'm going to keep it simple with the platform. SEO, I haven't thought about. They might be going, okay, but what's one thing that I could do today to make it easier for these people to find me? What would you say that one thing would be? Yeah. I mean, we've mentioned the word keywords a lot uh -huh. and that's really something, it seems scary. It seems really complicated, but it's something pretty approachable that you can start doing today with the website you already have without having to do a ton of techie stuff. Mm -hmm. So keywords are really just the words that people are typing into the search bar in that search, like Google, Instagram, uh, yep. Facebook, Twitter, all those things, like wherever you're searching for something, they're using keywords to look for the thing. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is try and target keywords that more people who are the right fit people are going to be using. Mm -hmm. So we want to look for example, if you're a 
I don't know, a copywriter, you want to make sure that if someone's looking for a copywriter in your area, you've got those words of, you know, copywriter in New York City on your website, nicely optimized so that you show up for those results. Mm-hmm. We can look for those in like basically in the platforms that you're searching for already. So in Google, when you start typing copywriter for New York City, if you see that come up, good chances are that that is something people are searching for. They give you the like people also looked for or at the bottom of your first page of the results, they'll have like a couple of suggested other topics. Mm -hmm. Those are really great suggestions for you for things maybe you want to include on your website. So again, if you're a copywriter in New York, you'd type in copywriter New York and then scroll down to the bottom and maybe it's got copywriting packages New York or copywriting, which is the best copywriter in New York or how do I find a copywriter in New York? Those are the blog posts, those are the articles, those are the pages on your website that you can basically take those words and plop them in and improve your chances of ranking. Now, some words are easier to rank for than others because lots of people want to look for copywriter. Lots of websites have been optimized for the word copywriter. So sometimes it's a bit trickier for us, especially early on, especially small businesses, to target those really high volume words, words that lots of people are looking for. So what we want to try and do is be, again, a little bit strategic, think a little bit more critically about the words we're targeting and get really specific with the types of things you're offering. So again, if you're a copywriter in New York, Maybe you are a conversion copywriter in New York. Maybe you're a conversion copywriter for health professionals in New York. Maybe you're a health professional copywriter who has a specific type of service. You see how I'm getting more and more specific, more and more niche with the words I'm using? Mm. That's how we can get more results, get higher results on the search engines because we're being more specific in the terms we're targeting. And that helps you have a better chance because there's less people who are going to be targeting those words as well. Um, So that's stuff you can find on Google itself. I also really love the Keywords Everywhere tool. It's super affordable. I think it's like $10 for a thousand searches. And that just gives you a couple more of the statistics, some more suggested keywords. But honestly, as you very, very first dip your toe into SEO, just using that common sense of, okay, how can I be more specific? What are the words that my ideal clients are going to be using to look for me and my services? Mm -hmm. And then start actually looking in Google for the things that you think your person would be looking for and see if you can create more content for them. That's already head and tails above the other people who are just putting a website out there, not submitting it to Google Search Console, not doing any of this work already. Women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day women in business conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seek joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today.
Oh, goodness. I absolutely love it because, like I said, there are SEO can be a beast, right? We're, we're keeping it very simple today, but it is it, it's it's a beast in regards to how awesome it can be, right? When used, not necessarily correctly, because I don't think there's ever a one way, do you know what I mean? But when used for your business and you understand the keywords that people are typing into Google to try and find you, because you ultimately want them to be typing in keywords where they then hit enter and you're the solution. You're popping up on page, on spot one, spot two, spot three, Right. Now you mentioned the that free not free that paid resource. There you can look for things like keyword free tools, do you know what I mean, or resources, beginners for uh, finding SEO keywords, etc. One of the things that I just will say is if you type in, let's just say business coach, and it says one million people are searching for it, you're like, oh, I want a piece of this. I'm in, mm-hmm. right? But if the competitiveness of that keyword is there's 9,999,000 people trying to also rank for that. That's probably not a good keyword that you want to be like starting to go for and put on your website because there's too many people competing. Whereas if I typed in business consultant and there was only a hundred people a month looking for that, the volume might not sound as great, but if I could rank and have a hundred people searching for that and they find me, I've got a greater chance of conversion also. So just be mindful when you start playing around with the free keyword tools and things or the paid one that Michelle mentioned that perception can alter, do you know what I mean? What you think is good and what you think is bad. So yeah, just be mindful of that. Definitely. And I'm going to use an analogy I can't back up because it's about sports and I know nothing about sports, but it's (laughs) kind of like you need to rise in the ranks to get to those big, big keyword density, like those business coach, those highly ranked, highly competitive words. You need to climb the rankings to get to a place where you have a shot Mm -hmm. at ranking for that. So we need to start at like the amateurs, go to the local sports team, do the small stuff first. When you're doing well at that, you can graduate to kind of the medium hard stuff and then the slightly harder and then the really hard. But we don't start off at like competitive level. Yeah. We need to start off in the beginner's pool. No, absolutely. What a great analogy. Even though you don't play sport, great analogy. Because, <laughs> But the thing is, too, is you've got to start somewhere. And this is where I think people put it in the too hard basket or because it's mm. something they don't know, they just avoid. But every day that you're not doing keywords and putting something on your website to optimize it, in my opinion is a day that your competitors are another day ahead of you in SEO. So you've got choices here about thinking, do you do it or not? But I can tell you again, 40%. So 40 out of every 100 people to my website come from SEO and keywords. It is a significant strategy. Also, if you're highly dependent on social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, if your account got shut down tomorrow and you don't have an email address and you don't have a website, you I've seen businesses close shop overnight. So having another way of people being able to find you, my Instagram account got shut down last year. Now, I wasn't freaking out because I had a website, I had SEO, I had a podcast, and I've got a network. But if you're just starting out and you don't have any of that, like I said, you could really be screwed. So be really thinking about how you can start to incorporate SEO little bit by a little bit into your marketing strategy. Now, as I say that... And I'll add to that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to add that it's also something that pays dividends. It's like a bank account. You want to put in some work early on in your SEO game because it gains interest over time. Mm -hmm. And it's something that the longer you're working at it, the more you see results. So the earlier you can start with it, the better off you'll be long-term. It really is this like long-term savings account for your business. 
And I encourage you, especially as you're early on, your future self will really thank you for doing just a little bit of work on it early on, making sure you do submit it to Google Search Console, do some of that thoughtful keyword research. You don't have to go to the super complex level right away, but just having your website out there and optimized early on will pay off over time. So yeah, just had to interrupt because it's something so important. Gosh, 100%. Now I do have one kind of final question before we start to wrap up though. Mm. We've kind of touched upon it, but we haven't completely, but I do think it's important is SEO isn't for every business. Mm. So how will businesses know if SEO could work for them? Yeah, that's a really good point. So I would say if you're hoping to have people find you and your work, Mm -hmm. SEO is a good solution. If you are really a referrals only business, if you can only take one or two high touch clients a year, you have a good referral basis, there's no real need for people to actively find you. That's sort of not really how that business model is set up. So it's work that you'd be doing for very little results. But if you are looking to get a higher volume of new clients or customers, so if you're looking as a service provider, maybe you need 10 clients a year and your network of referral partners aren't realistically going to get you those 10 people every year without too much stress, SEO is a really nice way to just supplement that referral network as well. But because it's a long-term game, I would say if you're starting out, yes, please like put the deposit in, start the, the savings account with your SEO. But if you're really starting out and you need to make money, SEO is likely not going to get you there today, tomorrow, in the next couple of months, even years in your business. So early on, do the kind of basic setups and then really do try and find things that are going to get you money because that's what businesses need. So referrals, starting to do some networking, starting to like prospect for clients is going to give you that short-term boost of money and income coming in that SEO isn't going to do. And I would be doing you a disservice to promise you that that's what it can do. So if that's where your business is at, it I wouldn't prioritize it or maybe bother at all. And especially if you're looking to build something that is more uh, closed in the sense of you're wanting it to just be referrals, you have a few people, you really only want to work with a few people, it's is probably not a strategy for you. And I love that because I totally agree. SEO is a long-term business strategy. It is not going to happen overnight. So I hate people that come and be like, I've been doing SEO and nothing, I'm getting no new clients. And I'm like, who told you that SEO was going to get you new clients? They're like, well, that's what they said. I'm like, yeah, they can. But she's like, but they said I would start making money right away. And I'm like, well, someone's lied to you because most keywords these days are a little bit competitive in some way, somehow. And you got to make sure that your website's up to scratch, the speed of it. You know, I mean, there's other variables that we look at. So I totally agree with you, Michelle, that it's like SEO is a long-term strategy. However, my thing would be is if you can start to incorporate, the sooner you can start to incorporate SEO, as I said before, is you're ahead of all the other competitors who are coming into your field. So even if it's just a little bit of SEO or you're just doing a do-it-yourself SEO strategy to begin with, and then you might pay a team to come in, some is still better than none you know? Um, But yes, I couldn't agree more. You need to be networking. You need to be organic posting. You need to be looking at collaborations, affiliates, whatever, because SEO is not, do you know what I mean? Something that just happens, do you know what I mean? Like the seat of the pants. Now I will say if you are a local business, meaning that you serve people locally, 
there is sort of this, I want to say like asterisks to add that you can start having your business show up on the maps section. Mm -hmm. So if you are still wanting that smaller business, you can actually set up what's called a Google My Business account. And that means that you get ranked for businesses in your area. And that can be really worthwhile. It's something you set up once. You can optimize it if you want. But even just setting up that account and say you're a hairdresser and you just need a couple of people, but most of it is foot traffic and referrals, but you want people to find you on Google if they're looking to make that appointment, that one little piece of work up front is so worth it because now you're visible on platforms where people are looking for you. Mm. You do not need to go into the whole whiz bang of making everything optimized, of blogging all the time, but just that little extra piece of being where people are expecting to find businesses like you can Mm. add to your sort of trustworthiness as well as your visibility. So when in this day and age we're looking for resources as people spending money, most of us do look on our phones, on our computers. We do start looking for things in search engines. So even if the goal isn't to make all your money from those search results, just having something show up can make you look more professional and be more trustworthy, even if it's not a main way you're trying to actually book new people, if that makes sense. 100%. Perception is still everything. Do you know what I mean? Perception is a big thing. And if people can find you, regardless of how it is, they must, they'll naturally go, this company must be bigger than what they are. Do you know what I mean? Even if you only have five people finding you a month, perception is everything. Same thing when we talk about in Australia, when you register for GST, now I'm not an accountant, I'm not advising you to do something. But in my experience, in my experience working with thousands of women around the world is when they're registered, because people can go and see if you're registered for GST or not. If you're making less than $75,000 a year and you're not registered, people start to go, oh, but they present like they're bigger than what they are. Do you know what I mean? They must not. So there can be a perception that they don't know what they're doing. Whereas for me, is mm-hmm. I've been registered before I even made my first dollar for GST. Because I was kind of like, if I just register now, even though I'm not making $75,000 because it's my first day, I was like, I was still in that mindset that I was already growing bigger. My mindset was different, right? So perception is a big thing that I think people underestimate in the world of business. Now, mm, definitely. This has been great. And I just love it because it's another way for businesses to think about how they're gaining their marketing strategy and how are they getting more visibility in order for people to find them. Because if more people know about you, you can put more offers in front. If you can put more offers in front, you can make more money, right? So again, thank you so much for today. But before we get started, for those listeners out there that are like, ooh, I'd like to see more about this, I'd like to learn more about Michelle's life first, business second, philosophy, where can they find you, Michelle? Yeah, well, obviously my website is a good place to find me. I'm the only Michelle Pontvert out there, so I'm pretty easy to find. Mm -hmm. Um, My website is michellepontvert.com. I have a blog every week that is really helpful for sort of sustainable, simple strategies that you can use to grow a business that's going to fit you and your life. Um, And I have an email list that I would love you to join. I have a whole bunch of freebies. I actually collected them all in one page because there's so many now. And that's at michelleponfett.com slash freebies. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love to have you pick something up there. There's all sorts of things all around 
figuring out your life first business approach to actually like sustainable practical strategies for structuring your offers and putting together different sort of marketing strategies there. So lots of good stuff. Yes, absolutely love it. Michelle is an amazing human doing amazing things. So we'll make sure that we include all of her links in the show notes at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And we've got one final question before we wrap up. And my final question is looking back on your business journey, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started off in business? Oh my gosh. I think probably I would have really appreciated understanding myself better. Mm. I think I came into business in a mindset of what I thought a business was and what I thought a business owner was meant to be. And I kind of played business for the first few years, doing things the way other people told me I had to, the way I thought they were meant to be done. Mm. And it really took me taking off that play costume and actually figuring out like, okay, I am this human living this life and I want this kind of business. I don't want to be running Amazon. I want to be running a small sustainable business that fits my life and my family. Mm -hmm. And then figuring out what that looks like for me, the human I am Mm -hmm. trying to build the business I want. Mm -hmm. I think that just like small shift has made the hugest difference in my business and made me a much happier person as I run the business I run today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing. Such a, I just love hearing these little nuggets at the end of each podcast because everyone's are so different and everyone will resonate with it so differently. I just love it. Well, like I said, this has been a fun podcast and I appreciate, I know it's early morning over in France. We're getting later at night here in Australia at time of recording. So thank you so much for making the space to come on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. And for those listening, Make sure to head to AngelaHenderson.com.au. Click on podcast if you want to be able to connect with Michelle. All of her links, again, will be in there. If you haven't already left a review for the podcast, please do so. It puts a smile on my dial. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe so that all future episodes will enter, do you know what I mean, your feed ASAP without you having to wait for delay. But for now, you amazing human, have a beautiful day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again next episode for the Angela Henderson Online Business Show. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.